Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. It is Wednesday, so glad you're with us on the Three Martini Lunch. We're back to a regular format today of Good, Bad, and Crazy after yesterday's All Crazy edition. We're also happy to let you know that we have two sponsors today. One is Acre Gold. For more information from them, get acregold.com slash martini more on them in just a moment and also our old friends at quip electric toothbrushes get quip.com slash martini and we'll have a lot to say about them a little bit later as well jim let's start with our good martini and for that we're talking about anthony fauci he is of course the head of the NIH Office on Allergies and Infectious Diseases. He's been all over the TVs. Everybody kind of knows who he is at this point. Uh, And he's been doing a lot of media, and he's been making two points that I think are important to mention here. Number one is that he's constantly batting down all of this uh, speculation that he's being muzzled by Trump, that he and Trump aren't agreeing, that Trump is saying things that he disagrees with. Uh, He says pretty much they're on the same page. The thing we really want to talk about today is his comments on AM 990 in Philadelphia with town hall columnist and morning host Chris Stiegel on the topic of chloroquine. Uh, Larry O'Connor, who's a D.C.-based radio host and also writes for town hall, uh, has included this in his column. And here's the exchange from Stiegel first. If you're a doctor listening to me right now and a patient with coronavirus feels like they want to try that, Stiegel asked, and you're their doctor, you're not Anthony Fauci, the guy running the coronavirus task force, would you say, all right, we'll give it a whirl? And Fauci says, yeah, of course, particularly if people have no other option. These drugs are approved drugs for other reasons. They're anti-malaria drugs and they're drugs against certain autoimmune diseases like lupus. Physicians throughout the country can prescribe that in an off-label way, which means they can write it for something it was not approved for. So, uh, Jim, it could be a case-by-case basis. Uh, obviously, these trials are going on for a reason in terms of uh, possibly using it on a mass scale for coronavirus. But uh, after yesterday's freak out over the couple that drank the fish tank cleaner, we've got some good sober analysis here from Anthony Fauci saying it might not be right in every situation, but it could definitely be the right thing in some situations. And as we were saying last week, getting to a point where we can have some treatments in place is a really good thing. It is. And, and Craig, I guess I'm struck by how often, I don't know if I'm going to say it's an artificial controversy, but I'm going to, let's, let's just say it an unnecessary controversy uh, where you, information comes to the fore, right? That chloroquine may be effective as a form of treatment for coronavirus. And notice my, my preposition there, may, right? It, you know, it may be more effective in some cases than others. It may have, you know, uh, no effectiveness for some. There's a study that just came out from China that said it was not showing much of a big difference. Um, there was only a sample of about 30 patients, though. So I, I want to be a little, you know, be cautious on both the bad news and on the good news. At no point has Trump come out and said, this is a cure. <laughs> this is that things are fine. Now, do I think he's been a little over op- overly optimistic? Sure. Okay. I think that's a fair criticism. But by and large, you know, he has not said, go out and lick your fish tanks. I saw a study, it was a UK, United Kingdom website that said, the death of an Arizona man uh, indicates that uh, this is a sign why people should not self-medicate. Greg, did we need this to know <laughs> self-medicating is a bad idea? Was it only now? The other observation I have on that, we didn't get to yesterday, Greg, was um, isn't one of the points of marriage that when someone says, hey, let's ingest fish tank cleaner, that the other person will say, wait a minute, maybe that's not a good idea. So anyway, so just observing this, like Fauci is making, you know, look, there's a reason 
we trust doctors by and large. There's a reason we, we go to doctors and say, okay, what do you think? Doctors are looking at the symptoms. Doctors are looking at the outlook for the patient. You know, maybe you're more likely to, subs- to, to prescribe this or try this drug treatment if the outlook is really grim. If somebody seems like they're going to pull through on this, maybe they don't need it as much, particularly when you have folks in this you know, world who have lupus and other autoimmune diseases, and maybe they want to have that drug for other purposes and stuff. So um, just a giant heaping dose of common sense from Fauci. I hope this spreads. I hope this gets emphasized in the coverage. I hope people stop, you know, eating fish tank cleaner and just having a sense of like, okay, this is a promising course. It does not mean that we are done. It does not mean that this, you know, uh, pandemic is going to go away. That is one course of action. And as, you know, discussed yesterday and in various places, there's a lot of research going on around the world of this. We're going to have more answers the more time goes by. Everybody could just kind of keep their heads and not take every bit of good news as a sign that everything is fixed and every sign of a bad news that it's time to prepare for a Mad Max future and invest in hockey masks and assless chaps, as Jonah Goldberg used to put it. You know, we're going to get through this. We just need a little bit of common sense and kind of an appropriate, you know, uh, a, a co- appropriate reaction to accurate information. Exactly. And just in case media matters or anybody else on the left is listening, when Jim said a, a minute or so ago that I hope this spreads, he's talking about the wisdom and common sense common of sense, Anthony yes. Fauci, not <laughs> the virus itself. So This uh, is not really, really brutal entitlement reform, Greg. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about Acre Gold. Grateful for them once again, sponsoring this episode of the Three Martini Lunch. And given all the uncertainty we've seen with the markets in the last few weeks here, we want to make you aware of something very timely. And that's why we're introducing Acre, the new subscription platform for gold. Acre lets you make small monthly payments and then Acre sends gold straight to your doorstep every few months. There's no need to break the bank. You can start buying gold for just $50 a month and watch your gold grow. Acre will keep you updated on your gold stash as you make progress. Once your gold stash reaches the price of a 2.5 gram Acre gold bar, they will discreetly ship you your gold. Easy, safe, and secure. For more information, go to getacregold.com martini or by clicking the link in our show notes today and start your Acre Gold subscription today. Make sure you go to our URL because Acre is giving away a gold bar for the month of March. To have a chance at winning, listeners can tweet why they should win and mention at get underscore acre to win the free gold. So good luck if you're entering that. Uh, For details, go to getacregold.com slash martini and look for the link in our listener notes. G-E-T-A-C-R-E-G-O-L-D dot com slash martini. All right, Jim, let's get to our bad martini, which looks a lot like yesterday's crazy martini. I think it was the bad martini the day before. The Senate Democrats are now agreeing with the Senate Republicans on a $2 trillion coronavirus stimulus package. The White House is on board. But yet again, Nancy Pelosi may not be. Today, she has released a statement after the House gaveled in and out in about 90 seconds today with no plans to return. Quote, House Democrats will now review the final provisions and legislative text of the agreement to determine a course of action. She says uh, the agreement could take negotiators a long way down the road in meeting the needs of the American people. And even since then, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo says this is uh, not a good bill for his state. He says it's only $3.8 billion for New York. He thinks it needs more like 15 or 17 as in the original House bill. Uh, he said the numbers simply don't work. So, Jim, we thought we might actually get this done today with checks still going out by April 6th. Now it looks like it could be a lot longer. Yeah. Look, I, I apologize to listeners who've heard me emphasize this point in episode after episode. 
but speed matters, right? Each day that goes by without this money going out the door to various companies and to Americans all across the country are more days in which people are getting laid off, in which businesses are realizing we cannot stay open, we don't have any customers, no one is allowed to come into our stores, no one is allowed to come into our facilities. Um, we are not deemed an essential uh, business, so we are forced to close by orders from governors, et cetera. The, you know, from the very beginning, I've been be beating the drum on this. You've got to get the money out the door quickly. And if you end up putting money in the hands of people who don't need it that badly, or you know, they've got enough of a financial cushion to, uh, to get through this, well, first of all, I think a whole bunch of these folks are going to donate it to good and worthy charities and good causes. But even if they don't, you can always raise their taxes later. You can always claw the money back in one form or another. The single most important thing is to get the money out the door. And Greg, it just feels like that philosophy has been heartily rejected by Capitol Hill. Took long enough for the Senate to get its version of its bill passed. Um, I know they have to actually write all of this out. It's a massive bill. It's kind of frustrating the number of people who are like, I'd like to get a, a paper copy of this bill so I can read through it to see what's in it. Um, but as of uh, you know, this uh, recording time, uh, Pelosi issued a statement saying that the bill got us closer, but they were going to review the final provisions and legislative text. And the House is adjourned until 11 a.m. Thursday. Now, I realize, Greg, it's really hard to tell what day it is. <laughs> I joke. I joke about that almost every podcast, but like it's really. I, I, I half the time I'm like, "What day is today? Today is Wednesday, right?" Yes. Okay, so it's not getting passed until Thursday at the earliest. We still got to get you know, to the president's signature. Uh, you know, no one is acting like time is of the essence, and in all of this stuff, they cannot get past their partisan divisions. Um, it is extraordinarily frustrating that at a time like this, it could not. No one could pull together. Everyone felt the need to shove in their own particular spending here and there. Um, like, I like the Kennedy Center. I'm glad they're doing everything with Mo Willems and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if that needs to be in an economic relief bill, or at least specifically written out for that. Uh, it's deeply, deeply frustrating to see the way they've reacted to this. Uh, we keep hoping each day, and it's going to arrive. Uh, I happen to notice that apparently yesterday, the stock market had one of its best days in 87 years, based on the expectation that this is going to pass quickly. Uh, I can only hope that this is not, you know, freaking out the markets further when they've already had plenty of freaking out over the last couple of weeks. Jim, have you seen ticket prices at the Kennedy Center lately? I think a couple of shows and they'll pretty much meet that 35 million. That's pretty steep. That's like two Hamilton showings. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So not sure they need it. Although we don't know how long they'll be shut down. So, but it still doesn't belong in this bill. All right, uh, Jim, let's move on to our other sponsor for the day. And that's Quip Electric Toothbrushes. Uh, you just mentioned that uh, speed matters, time matters with the uh, stimulus. Time also matters when it comes to brushing, but in the opposite way. You need to actually take the time to make sure that you're giving your teeth and your gums a, a thorough cleaning, and that's where Quip makes it as easy as humanly possible. Quip makes the Quip electric toothbrush, and it wants you to know that the one single discovery that matters most for your dental care, it's simply this, that if you have good habits, you're good. That means brushing for two minutes, twice a day, and flossing regularly, no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. Quip's electric brush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. The Quip floss dispenser comes with pre-marked string to help you use just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping, so your routine is always just right. Join more than 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today, starting at just $25. 
So many great things about the Quip electric toothbrush. Uh, I've mentioned before that we got the kids Quip brushes now. They added those uh, a few months, maybe even a year ago now. And our kids absolutely love them. They like the buzzing. Uh, they like the fact that it uh, tells you when to switch sides. And uh, they they just really, really enjoy them. And my wife uh, hijacked mine, as I mentioned a while back. And, and she uses that uh, a lot as well, especially on vacation. It's very easy to travel with uh, because the case that it they use to stick it to your mirror. Uh, that's also your travel case. And it's just very, very convenient. Uh, it's literally idiot proofed it for you. Not that uh, teeth brushing should be that complicated, but as Quip has taught us, a lot of people don't do it right. So uh, if you want to do it right and have a good quality product, Quip is the way to go. And if you go to getquip.com slash martini right now, you'll get your first refill pack of brushes free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash martini. That's spelled G-E-T-Q-U ip.com slash martini quip the good habits company all right jim let's move on to our crazy martini now and bernie sanders it's been pretty quiet in this whole uh relief debate uh argument up on capitol hill but uh he's very much still running for president despite uh him dropping an f-bomb on cnn's manu Raju last week who had the temerity to ask him if he was still running but bernie sanders is not only still running He's letting it be known to the New York Times that he's planning to participate in a Democratic National Committee debate in April, should one be scheduled. So you can see where his focus is right now. Plans to attend the debate come even as former Vice President Biden has built a nearly insurmountable lead, delegate-wise, in the race for the Democratic nomination, leading for some to call Sanders to drop out, including on this podcast. But uh, Mike Casca, a Sanders campaign official in an email, says, if there is a debate in April, he plans to be there. The DNC says we have no updates at this time. We're taking things day by day, as is the rest of the country. Jim, I saw your reaction on Twitter last night. Um, uh, I know you've thought for a while now that it's time for Bernie to check out here, but the fact that he's still looking weeks and weeks ahead in this campaign, when uh, even if things were normal, the delegate math wouldn't be plausible for him, uh, I know has your dander up. Yeah, I, first of all, I should point out for everyone, particularly for our Media Matters listener, uh, I want Bernie Sanders to check out of the presidential race, not check out of this form of existence. Uh, but, you know, when I see things like this, uh, you know, my well wishes for Senator Sanders start to waver a little. Uh, I will avoid from using the language that I wanted to use on Twitter on this podcast. Um, but I, when I first saw this yesterday, I thought it was a, an, an onion headline. Uh, the presidential race is over. I mean, Joe Biden can barely get attention these days. The presidential race is on hiatus. We, we, the good news is this isn't coming up till November. If we are still in this type of a circumstance in October, we may be in much deeper doo-doo uh, than, than we you know, are at this moment. But really, there's no need for this to go on further. Um, it's bad enough that he spent a chunk of the last debate talking about what a good job China had done, alleviating poverty and basically echoing all of their propaganda and all of this. But it, it just seems like the most irrelevant thing in the whole wide world right now. By the way, I don't think anyone's voting until April 26th. There is no, you know, I, I, I'm trying to get my head around what need there is for this debate. If you're Biden, I don't think there's any people a need for you to do this or you want to do this unless you're like, you're so desperate to get attention. And, and you know, uh, at this time, it was nice to have no audience for the last one, but I don't feel like there's that much left for anyone. To, is there any voter out there who feels like they don't know how, Bernie Sanders feels about the vast majority of issues. Is there any voter out there who feels like they don't know what Joe Biden thinks of most majority of issues? Well, okay, if you don't know what Joe Biden thinks about 
a particular issue. It's probably because Joe Biden doesn't know how Joe Biden feels about a particular issue. But you know, like we've got much bigger problems to deal with in this country. The primary is effectively over. There's no indication that Bernie Sanders is uh, set to do a, a, a comeback. It just seems like a guy who, look, in the last three weeks or so, or I don't know when this began, I, was, I had this you know, email, uh, the principal of my older son's school wrote this beautiful email to all students saying how if they had known that the last day of school for the year was, um, was going to be March 12th, how they would have um, hugged their friends more, how they would have you know, talked about their plans for the weeks to come, exchange information, how they would have thanked their teachers. Um, it was really just this very empathetic uh, point. And it made a point to these students that they had been through something semi, you know, somewhat traumatic, not as traumatic as wartime, not as traumatic as what people who are working in hospitals are doing right now. But when all of a sudden your school year gets canceled, these are the real problems we're dealing with in our lives right now, Bernie Sanders. And your argument, we need a socialist revolution, always seemed pie in the sky and this ludicrous, you know, unicorn dream of how society should be organized. That's where, America, where Americans are right now. Uh, the idea that, we're, oh, we, we can't wait to get this Democratic primary started up again so we can, you know, then put Bernie Sanders back in. You know, no, it's not happening, Senator, and it's time to give up on this. I really think whatever legacy he was building could get increasingly damaged by the way he insists to keep going on with the presidential primary that almost everybody else in the country has decided is over. Yeah, sometimes it's not easy for politicians to figure out that it's over, but Bernie, it's over. And... uh so are we for today. Jim Garrity, National Review. I'm Greg Corumbus, Radio America. Thanks for being with us today. Don't forget our two fine sponsors today. The first one is Acre Gold. Get acregold.com slash martini. And also our friends over at Quip. That's getquip.com slash martini for all the great Quip Electric toothbrush products and accessories. Please subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a kind review. And don't forget that you can get us on those home devices. All you have to say is play Three Martini Lunch podcast. And most importantly, please join us on Thursday for the next Three Martini Lunch.